Jerry Cannonier dominated Marvin Vittori last night. But now, will he fight Hamza Chamaev as promised? Oh, no! Highly doubtful. Already, immediately after the fight, he's backpedaling. <laughs> you could predict this stuff in advance. Guys are big talkers. Until it's time for action. Jared Cannonier is highly unlikely to fight Hamza Chamaev unless it's for a title shot. And that's a real possibility. We got these topics and the full card recap from last night. Next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. What up, what up? This your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is the community. MMA. Just minutes after the fight last night, they asked Jared Cannonier, will you be ready by September? And really the question is, will you be ready by October? But if you say yes to September, then we can start talking about Hamza. He's got no one else in the division to fight. Whitaker's tied up. Duplessis is tied up. Adesanya's waiting on the winner. You got Vittori versus Cannonier. The winner, that's the only person Hamza could fight. And although Jared Cannonier dominated Marvin Vittori last night, minutes after the fight, he's asked, are you ready for Hamza? And he quickly uh, backpedaled. I mean, quickly. Like we're talking backstroke uh, world record. He says, does that fight give me a title shot? I don't know. He's not even ranked in middleweight, Cannonier said. So, I mean, I know he's popular. Everybody wants to see him do his thing and stuff like that. If they call me and say, hey, How's that for a contender's match? That's a yes. I'm trying to get to the title. I'm not just fighting to entertain you people. You know what I mean? I know you guys want to see it. I know it will be a good fight. If that fight gets me the title shot, yes. I just beat number three. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. I'm looking at the champion. So if Dana and Hunter say, Chemayev is between you and the champion, then that's something we can talk about. But if you're saying, would you fight Hamza and welcome in, 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 in the division, I'm like, does that give me... The, uh, a shot at the title. That's the question I'd have for you. So you see, and I get what he's saying with the title situation, and he wants to be guaranteed uh, a title shot, but he's already backpedaling. And what title shot? I mean, when he fought against Adesanya, he didn't win. Now, could he fight better and capture the title? I'm sure that's possible, but I don't see him beating Adesanya. And fighting Hamza is a big chance to take. But if you want to be uh, up there among the best and get respect, sometimes you just got to go in there and do what you got to do. Because if you go in there and beat Hamza, and you know me, I I think there's like 0% chance of that happening. But if you go in there and beat Hamza, you're going to gain a lot of respect from a lot of people that are then going to be calling for the title shot for you. You don't need a guarantee from Dana White and Hunter Campbell. Because with those two, if if it makes dollars, it makes sense. And you got to make sure that it makes dollars. You go out there and beat Hamza. And you take over that momentum wave that he has. You're fighting for the title. 
that's the bottom line. Now, last night uh, against Vittori, broke the middleweight significant strike record, 249 significant strikes to 131 for Vittori. Just absolutely dominated. 181 to 101 in head strikes. He had four takedowns on six attempts. I mean, he just, we were dead wrong on this one. I mean, he just came in and did his thing. You know, and we'll tell you when we're dead wrong. We were dead wrong on this one. He came in and did his thing. Armand Sarukian came in and did his thing. Right? Sarukian looked good last night uh, against Joaquim Silva. Uh, getting uh, the big finish. No doubt about it. He had some other guys winning last night. Sarukian got the finish around three. Late in round three, Armin Petrosian got the unanimous deci uh, decision win over Christian Duncan. We had that one wrong. So we missed two of the last three uh, last night. Doesn't happen often. Luckily, we had some cushion going into those fights. Then you get down to uh, fight four, Pat Sabatini. That's how this one sounded. Pat Sabatini lands a takedown on Almeida. And it looks like he's talking in his ear. I like it. Sabatini looking for the full man. He's got to get that left leg through. Almeida on his back trying to prevent it. Man, Sabatini's just dominating this fight. Ooh, what a nice elbow. And there's a battle there to get the full mount. Oh, he might give it up now. Oh, he pins the left arm. Nice. Oh, wow. Now he's getting underneath. He's squeezing. Okay. Okay. Finish it. Get in there, ref. Tap. Yes. Yes. Pat Sabatini with the submission victory over Lucas Almeida. That's what I'm talking about right there. <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Pat Sabatini gets the win. He's going to move to 19-4. and four. The American finishes the Brazilian. Lucas Almeida. Think about it. Almeida came in at 14-1. and one. He falls to 14 and 2. So, yeah, so that was a big prediction for us. I mean, because you're going up against a guy in, in, in our pick that's 14 and 1 in Lucas Almeida. And I know there was a lot of talk in the comments section last week about that fight specifically. And I just told you, Pat Sabatini is just better. Forget the 14 and 1 record, and we'll take that one. The fight of the night last night, to me, and the finish of the night, Manuel Torres. I mean, this. You know, I was fading a little bit last night. Late card. This thing didn't end until like 1.30, 1.45 in the morning. But uh, Manuel Torres certainly woke me up in fight. Was this four or five? Boy, Amada really getting in there now on Torres. Playing back-to-back jabs. Torres continually comes forward. Manuel Torres is coming forward out of lefty. Straight leg kick, backs up Mata. And he's got the height. Manuel Torres got the height advantage, punching downward. And I think that left is going to cause problems for Nicholas Mata as this fight goes on. Just different stance fighter. Nice leg kick by Mata. Oh! Torres lands a left and that's it. Woo! Dang, Manuel Torres from Mexico gets a huge KO victory. Wow. 
One of the best of the year. One of the best of the year. Oh, no. Now he jumped off the cage and hurt his knee. Boom! Anyway. So here we go. Slow motion. He's coming forward. Faints with... Oh, it's the elbow. Boom! 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 Nice. Best finish of the year, possibly. And man, to get the elbow, it's like a straight left, but instead to hit with the elbow is crazy. That means she just timed it up perfectly. So Manuel Torres uh, gets the big finish here. Yeah, so I mean, credit Manuel Torres. I mean, basically, you're, you're fainting the right jab, and then you're throwing the left, but then he's such in close range that he lands the elbow. I mean, you got to be really close and perfect timing, and he landed it. That's why, to me, this might be the finish of the year. That's what I said last night. I still believe it this morning. You also had Alessandro Costa getting a big win last night. And his round two is underway. We'll see what the mobility is like for Jimmy Flick with that lead leg. Taking a lot of kicks in round one. Oh, and he takes another one. Oh, woo. he almost falls over. His leg is compromised, and he shoots him for the takedown, and that's probably the best idea. Now he pulls this thing, pulls guard on the ground. And that's the best chance Jimmy Flick has now is on the ground. We've seen him get submissions before, but this is a long shot for him to win this fight first. 40 seconds into round two. And now Costa trying to get free. If he... Shoot, he's better off just getting up and forcing Jimmy Flick to stand, but easier said than done. Ooh, and now he lands a couple elbows. Three, four, five. Oh, he's pounding away. Look at this. Jimmy Flick better fight back. He better fight back, and it's over. Keith Peterson sees enough. Alessandro Costa finishes Jimmy Flick, and that'll be the first KO of the night. Yeah, so, I mean, it took a while to get the first KO of the night, but then, you know, things heated up here in the main card for sure and it ended up being a solid night so costa gets a win sabatini torres uh both armand and our men petrosian petrosian and sarukian win jared cannonier wins all those guys winning and this is how the night turned out it was an average night right started out nice we got a uh, bukowskis the ronnie lawrence fight was a no contest then we got teresa blada we're up 2-0 then we lose Bondar and Quinones. Then we get Costa. So we're three and two going into the main car where we're usually solid, but then we finish three and three in the main car, getting Sabatini, Torres, and Saruki. And we lost Vittori, Christian Duncan, and uh, Salikal. That hurt me because that would have been a seven and four night. That will be considered a good night. Just above 500 is not a good night. It's an average night. It's not a bad night because we're at least above 500, but you don't want to maintain that throughout the year, right? 15 and 5 in the main event. Lost that one last night. So we're back right at 75% on the year. Overall, 151, 85, and 3. We'll take it. You know, you're going to have average nights throughout the year. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, we got some fights we hope to get. Uh, I'm still totally surprised that Jared Cannonier put on that performance last night. I mean, you know, you got a 39 year old against a 29 year old, and I'm just thinking, you know, the 39-year-old's going to fade off 
and the 29-year-old Vittori is going to rise up. But it didn't go that way. And Vittori's got time. People are saying he's done. That's it. He's 29, dude. He's in the top five before most guys are in the top 15. And all these fights uh, will come back and be an advantage for Vittori when he's 32, 33, 34. As other guys like Adesanya fade out, Robert Whitaker fade out, because of age, Vittori will still be around. So you got to keep that in mind for sure. But the middleweight division heats up and we'll see what the next step is as we jump into uh, the Q&A. Al Tapo Maktapo, the voice of reason, says, I get bored these days. There is no one like Hamza. Yeah, I mean, we're just waiting and waiting, you know. I mean, we just, it's the same old story, right? Maktapo, we just keep waiting, man. That's our favorite fighter and we can't get, you know, it's like I'm going to WWE tonight. It'll be live here in West Virginia. And it's like, I grew up like in the Ultimate Warrior, right? Imagine if the Ultimate Warrior didn't fight for a year. I mean, it's not cool, man. <laughs> and I know I'm going off on a different tangent, but it's just one of those things like you want to see your favorite fighter fight. That's just the bottom line. Not once every uh, year and a half. Jambroni said, good fight between Duncan and Petrosian. It was. And I'm surprised that Petrosian won. I underestimated him. Won't do it again. Chaos, your record is crazy. Underrated channel, to be honest. And we appreciate that. You know, we, we take pride in the record. This is the first year we're really tracking the record. We've always tracked the main event. And of course, our five-fight win streak, at minimum, it might have been more, but five-fight win streak came to an end last night with Cannoneer's victory. Muay Thai says exact same thing I am saying. Dana is making a big mistake and needs to get this man in there quick. He has potential to become first three-division champ. And they're really wasting a lot of time with Hamza. I mean, they really are wasting a lot of time. And Trey, man, it's been too long since Hamza's been in the octagon. For real. AB, afraid of the big bad wolf. Yeah, and Cannoneer's definitely afraid of the big bad wolf, right? He's talking all that smack uh, before the fight and the lead up to the interviews. You know, guys always say they want to fight Hamza when they don't have to and they got another fight lined up. And then as soon as they're free, they quickly backpedal, man. Backstroke. Uh, world record happening right now for Jared Cannonier. But that's the way it goes. It's to be expected. The UFC is going to have to guarantee that if he beats Hamza, he gets a title shot. And that's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, it's simply the only way. So we'll see what happens. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But for now, it's your boy, Chris Cross. Another great week of UFC. We'll be back at it tomorrow with predictions for UFC Vegas 76 Josh Emmett versus Ilya Tapuria Tapuria is on the do list so it's going to be an exciting week it's your boy Chris Cross have a great day and God bless as always peace